Hey, Ohana, welcome to this week's episode of the Married to a Disney Attic podcast. We are your hosts, Crystal and Matt, and this is show number 15. As the famous song goes, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And that's why on today's episode, we'll be chatting all things Christmas at Walt Disney World. I mean, come on, is there really anything better than combining Walt Disney World and Christmas? To help us spread that Christmas cheer, we'd like to introduce our guests for today's show. Joining us, as always, our good friend and preferred travel agent of our Ohana, Sue Passauer. Hi, Sue. Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing today? Good. Excited. This is a great subject. It's the best time of year. Favorite subject. It is your favorite Very subject. Excited. So while Crystal and I might be based over here in the U.S., that doesn't mean our Ohana doesn't spread far and wide. So we'd like to welcome onto the show for the very first time, all the way from the U.K., Claire Casarado. Hi, Claire. Hello. It is an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Um, I'm really excited to talk about Christmas and Disney. Thank you so much. We're really excited to have you on to get your perspective of the holiday over here and what we do in Disney World and bring us that perspective from, you know, I guess more of a global perspective. So thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Your accent helps too. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you can understand me. That's the problem. I might use words that don't translate. So please tell me. (laughs) I'm in love with it. So I'm enjoying it over here. And last but certainly not least, we also have another longtime member of the Ohana joining us, Stuart Boyles. While you might remember hearing Stuart on our last two episodes for the Disney Fantasy Draft, this is his first time joining us for our regular episode, and we're so excited to officially have him on. Hey, Stuart! Hey, guys. Yeah, it's been it's been rough trying to... I mean, I'm not necessarily from a different country, but <laughs> I might as well be being in the Midwest. So I might also use words that I have to translate. <laughs> Like as, soda or pop uh, instead of soda. As long as we don't have to beep any words out, Stuart, then we'll be <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it is pop instead of soda. And if you say soda, you might be wrong. Although <laughs> Sue would probably call everything a Coke, right? No, I actually call it a soft drink. Uh-huh. Well, now. Very general. Excuse that's very, me. That's very generic of you, Sue. A uh, soft drink. It's a soft drink. Claire, what is it over in the UK? Oh, it's a fizzy drink. Oh, a fizzy drink. See, here's what happened. It got more complicated as we went. We'll stick with soda. You guys can have your fizzy drinks, your soft drinks, and your pops. Your pops. Yeah. <laughs> I it a fizzy drink because that just sounds so much more fun. I do like it. It's very, it's very Willy, Willy Wonka. Right, the fizzy lifting drink. That's what I'm remembering. I Ooh, like. Yeah. It. yeah. I'm gonna ask my kids at dinner tonight. Do you want a fizzy drink? <laughs> <laughs> See how they respond. <laughs> Lincoln would probably get a kick out of it. We as long as it's Beverly. Oh, oh. Beverly. yeah, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> uh, okay, real quick before we go on, everybody here, are, do we, does anybody here like Beverly or no? Is it just like, oh, Claire, okay. oh, wait, Claire and Stewart. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to like, you know, order it from somewhere else, but if I'm there and it, I have a, it's refreshing, right? It's got that cucumber and it's a little like the refreshing. No, you're thinking the wrong thing. That's not Beverly, man. You're thinking of the cucumber sprite. Yeah, that's good. Oh, wait. That's good. Beverly's the one from Italy. That's the dangerous no. one down at the end of. The yeah, Italy. I remember. I remember drinking it and liking it. That's all I remember. I don't remember yeah. anything else about it. So we'll forgive you. That's oh, fine. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I should just, just go back glad. and drink it again. I'm just glad Club Cool is back and we can enjoy them once again. So that is great. Well, again, we want to thank all of you for joining us today to talk all things Christmas at Walt Disney. It's personally our favorite time of the year, just in general. But when you add the magic of being at Walt Disney World, at the same time, it really doesn't get any better than that, in our opinion. So we knew we just had to get together with some of the Ohana, share our stories, our experiences when it comes to celebrating Christmas in the parks. So what do you say? Let's jump in. Why don't we start a little bit with the logistics of actually visiting during that time of year? Maybe some of you listening have never had the opportunity to go during the holidays and you're wondering what it's like that time of year. Maybe you go all the time and you just want to hear others' experiences of what they've done and what they've seen when they're there for the holidays. So we're hoping we can answer some of those questions for you. Sue, as our expert in the field, our preferred travel agent, you specialize in planning these trips. What are some of the must-knows when it comes to planning a trip when you visit Walt Disney World at Christmas time? 
the most important thing is choosing when you decide to go during the holidays. Disney will, you know, we all talk about the turnover from a fall Halloween to Christmas. So Christmas is going to run from the beginning of November all the way through January 6th. It goes through Little King's Day. So kind of, and then that's when the decorations will start coming down. But Christmas at Disney is all about timing. There's some weeks that are going to be just exceptionally crowded. There are some weeks that are going to be a little bit lighter. You know, as far as light weeks, that week right before Thanksgiving, if you can get there before the Thanksgiving crowds come in, mm. is usually a good week. The week to avoid, at least in past, although we've seen numbers doing really weird things this year, is that week between Christmas and New Year's. Historically, that is the most crowded and busiest week of the year for Walt Disney World. So if you're not a person that likes crowds, that's not the time to go to Disney. <laughs> right, um, right. You will typically get bigger crowds, but you know, sometimes that's all people can do. They want to be there for the, the festivities coming for New Year's Eve, but it's the most literally magical time to be there. So, but it, it's all about choice and when you decide to go. <laughs> right, right. So we've never personally, we've, been there a few times for the holidays, but usually in November. We have never done the December thing, especially close to the holiday itself. Stuart or Claire or, or even Sue, have you ever been there closer to the actual holiday? I actually have um, twice. The first time was, was the COVID year, and so that was all weird. But, I mean, still enjoyable, right? Because a good day at Disney is better than a bad day anywhere else, right? Right. right. Um, or reverse that but yeah so like we were there it was fun we had a lot to going on but it was still still magical but a little weird because the crowds were were low because it was still COVID time and then the second time we went actually sue knows about this one was the cruise we went on a, a disney cruise that la that started on the third of january so we went we left boxing day so the 26th that's when we flew down there and it was still Christmas was still up and it was still magical and it was still fun. And we spent most of our time at Springs. So we would walk around and still hear the Christmas carolers. And I got to say, where I live, it was 20 degrees. Down there, it was 50 degrees. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I suppose I've been there twice uh, during the holiday season. So um, both last year and this year, I went the first week of December. So arriving sort of the 1st of December for five nights, so six days. That's as close as I was getting to Christmas itself. I think the, the crowds definitely start heating up a little bit after that. Fortunately, both times have been blessed with glorious weather compared to the UK. So I was lucky. I think we were there for the, this weekend. We were there for the hot weekend. I think everyone at either side of it had cold and we brought the, the temperature with us from the UK. <laughs> so we're... we're going to be going soon to visit over a weekend uh, as close to the holiday as we can get for the very first time so the crowd levels like you're all mentioning is something that we are i'll say nervous about yeah just because we're there for such a short period of time and we know bringing our sons especially lincoln he's going to want to do everything and we're going to have to tell him like well, we're not going to be able to do everything because we're only here for a few days it's going to be super busy we definitely want to get in all that holiday like the special holiday stuff so he's used to like i have to go on guardians and i have to go on rise of the resistance and i have to do the rides and we're like okay we'll do some he's very routined right so it's going to be tough trying to get as much done as possible and breaking his routine like he knows we go around epcot one way and then we go back the other direction because we you know we like to start both sides and hollywood studios we start at the back of the park in galaxy's right. edge and then work our way, way forward he so I think with us having to do the holiday stuff and going out of his scheduled directions. Yeah. But I think the crowd level is probably one of the things that we're definitely most concerned about just because it does make things a little bit more difficult when you're there. But we go so often, you know, you're just there to really enjoy the environment and the festivities and, and everything like that. Sue, what else? So we have to you have to kind of take into account when you want to go because the crowd levels will definitely play a big part in how you experience it. Do prices change? How is traveling to and from the parks and things like that? What do we need to know? Yeah, 
Yeah, the prices, um, you know, a while ago now, and I'm, I'm probably, I guess, right over a year ago, t- uh, Disney did go to what they call date-based pricing. Right. So you are going to find that as you get around that holiday, if you're your park tickets and you might not necessarily see it if you're booking a package because they don't price it out individually but if you are buying individual tickets you will note that when you get around that holiday time uh the tickets are going to be more expensive as far as transfers look disney knows it's going to be crowded they're going to add buses to the bus lines they're going to you know they're they're going to run at full capacity based off of what they know the crowds are. And how can they tell that? They can tell that by they see the hotel occupancy. They see right now, they still have the advantage of the park reservation system for this season. So they know how many people they're anticipating into the parks. And hopefully they're going to staff and have those transportation options ready to go in order to, you know, provide the best experience. It's a lot of times when you'll see they'll bring in what they call seasonal cast members. So they'll have more people working in the park um, just to help along with all of that stuff. So, I mean, that's what we would expect from Disney, right? They definitely know how to run a a theme park, especially at a a busy time of year. So it's good to hear that they they definitely take that into account. Claire, coming from, you know, uh, the other side of the the world, right? (laughs) is Is it any different for people that might be visiting from out of the country when it comes to booking, when it comes to traveling, you know, that, that you think people should know about. Um, I think one of, uh, one of the benefits coming from the UK is we get a flat rate ticket. So we don't, we are not subject to that, that price uh, increase Uh, that those fluctuations that happen seasonally. So we get a flat, we can book a seven or 14 day ticket at a flat rate, which I've just done that. I just checked the price. It's around $650 for a seven day ticket. That includes all your park hopping and oh, mini golf and water park and memory maker, the whole lot thrown in. So we're really lucky um, in terms of we don't we don't suffer the the price hikes in terms <laughs> of the busy days. Um, but I think we also, um, you know, flight prices for us, as soon as you get to the period where schools are on holiday, they shoot up in astronomically. So hence why I come at the beginning of December while my child is still at school and I don't, they're occupied and I don't have to worry. Um, So yeah, I think we do, we do get some benefits in terms of park tickets, but I think obviously flight prices are are quite significant at the moment. They seem to have gone up a lot in the last six to 12 months. I think they've really jumped. One of the things that we noticed with driving was that gas tended to be lower (laughs) So getting from way up north down to way down south, you know, yeah, it's two days of travel, but gas wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. So that was, that's a benefit if you're coming from, say, right. in the middle of yeah, the country. You're driving, yeah. It's, I mean, summer prices for gas are always higher here yeah. than, so that's, uh, that's one aspect that I didn't even think about. We always think about the flight and not the potential of driving down. I think it's more difficult in you know, the winter to drive down because you would have to take off that extra amount of time for the kids for school. Right. But that is a good point that it would be cheaper for driving down. All right, Sue, Claire, Stuart, is there anything else when it comes to the like the logistical side of visiting that you think we need to know? Or should we jump over to the the real reason we're here, the fun? The real reason. I mean, the only thing I would say is plan ahead. So, Mm. you know, if you... Sure, go. If you decide to go on December 1st, great, do that. I mean, have fun. But if you can think about that trip in, say, July and talking to a travel agent and talking to a, a preferred travel agent, um, I don't know if we know any, uh, would be ideal. And I always find uh, help with that. So You're going to want to make sure, and you know, just to go off, Stuart was taking the words right out of my mouth. Um, planning ahead for Christmas is imperative. Mm -hmm. Uh, That 60-day window when your dining opens, you want to take advantage of that 60 plus 10. And for what people might not realize is if you're a resort, Disney resort guest, you're allowed to book 60 at the 60-day window plus 10 days into your reservation. Um, That's a huge advantage, especially for those hard-to-get reservations. If you want to do table dining with characters dressed in their holiday wear, 
you know, you've got to be ready to book at that 60 day window because dining will fill up during that time. Right. Um, as I'm far sure hotels too, right? They do. Um, it, it's, it's hit or miss. You can usually pick up a, a hotel if you're not picky about where you're staying, but if right. you want to stay on the monorail, they're going to fill. Um, right. The popular ones that are on the skyline are art of animation, um, particularly the, the standard rooms, maybe the family suites will hang out a little bit, um, but pop century Caribbean beach, those sell out because the people like the ease of access on the right. skyliner um, because it runs continuously. So you don't have to wait for the bus to come. You don't have to wait for the monorail to come, although the monorail is pretty easy. But that Skyliner, those resorts, if that's where you want to stay, you need to book early. I would, I would say that I think if you're, if you're planning ahead, for me, one of the things I needed to check was the park opening hours because there are things like Christmas parties going on and also Animal Kingdom shuts a bit earlier in the dark and in the, in the winter months. So do check when you're there the accessibility for the parks because you don't want to be caught in Magic Kingdom and think you're going to watch Happily Ever After and find it shuts at six because there's a Christmas party. So try and plan ahead in terms of your park days and, and the days that they're open to the time you want to be there. That's a good one, right? Like you said, you would not want to show up thinking, okay, I have all day here. And even now, what, like Hollywood Studios, they have some nighttime activities that might close you down. And yeah, definitely keep an eye out on hours. All right. So now that we've gotten all this logistical stuff out of the way, right? If anybody has any questions, needs any help booking, probably not for this year, but next year when it comes to going down for the holiday season, definitely. You could, you could. There's still probably something if you really wanted to go, Sue could probably help you. But you definitely want to take advantage. I just booked someone that's leaving in six days. Look at that. So it is possible. You just have to, uh, you got to reach out. You got to talk to Sue. She will definitely be able to help you. But let's jump into the fun, right? We've mentioned a few times on the show how much we love really doing any holiday at Disney World. But that Christmas really is like the holiday that we feel Disney pulls all the stops out for. There's literally something to do in every park, in every hotel really anywhere that you go during your trip to walt disney world you will be able to see something christmas do some sort of christmas festivity eat something that has to do with christmas so there is a lot to see a lot to enjoy we do feel like there is one thing that might rise to the top of everyone's must-do list if they go toward during the christmas season if they have the ability to do that of course that's mickey's very merry christmas party at the magic kingdom we would like to save that for our discussion at the end of the episode rather than starting off with with that one. Um, but there is so much to talk about. Crystal and I were sitting here trying to figure out like the best way to do it. Do we do it by like attraction and by hotel? We figured doing it by park is probably the easiest way to go about this. You know, when we get to a certain park, if there's resorts nearby you want to talk about, we can include that kind of do like a, a resort area or a park area. But we really, really do enjoy the holidays. We think every park has something to offer. And let's uh, let's start chatting about some of them. Oh, which parks first? When people hear Christmas at Disney World, their minds probably go straight to Magic Kingdom. And we can't blame them. But the other parks also have so much to offer even one that many might not even think about. And a park that is often skipped when you're visiting for a short, amount. a short amount of time. So I would like to start our discussion today at Animal Kingdom because they do actually have a lot of Christmas and holiday-themed festivities that do go on over at that park. And, you know, everyone's mentioning the, the crowding. It might be one of the parks that isn't as crowded because of, like you said, people don't tend to think about it. So if you're looking to avoid the, the busier parks, it might be a good spot to go because there is there's a lot more than I thought there was to do there. Because I don't think we've ever been there for the holiday season, per se, recently. I think we went 10 years ago when we got married. Right. We haven't been but there recently. There's actually quite a bit. So we'd love to hear you know, from our guests. Is there anything that sticks out to them about this park in particular? When it comes to celebrating Christmas or the holiday season in general. They have the best tree. <laughs> Sue is still trying to get points for the, <laughs> for the falling from the last episode. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't so started yet. Boating hasn't started yet. Way right. to go. 
So make sure you go there to see the train. <laughs> Look, I'll just kick out my favorite thing. My heart breaks that they don't do the Jingle Jungle Parade anymore because that was literally the most fun parade ever. I actually got to ride on Mickey's float one year. I was picked. What? <laughs> um, wow. It was we cool. know a celebrity. Wait, you can't just not tell us what what was like. How did that happen? And what what did you do? You just sat there, or did you like get to oh, get no. into it? We had gone there to celebrate at the time. I think it was my. I have two boys. One's born on the eighth of December. One's born on the tenth of December. And we went there, surprise trip. Took one of the best friends. Took the other son. Went down there to go celebrate and it was that magical moment. We walked in the park and we were all, we were excited and festive and you have that person that comes up to you and starts talking to you and next thing you know, they ask you if you wanna be part of the parade and uh, the costumes were quite fun. I think I had a Christmas tree on my head. <laughs> uh, two pictures, pictures please. But you, uh, I'll send one, but. <laughs> But you were chosen to ride in the parade, and, and because of the number of us, we were actually on Mickey's float, and uh, it, it it's an experience we'll never forget. I mean, you That's know, awesome. you just don't get that, but it was cool. But is the awesome. history is incredible, but other than that, my favorite thing that they do at Christmas time is this event that they call the Merry Menagerie. It's these kind of life-size puppets that they come out. They're, they've got that Christmas vibe. It's got reindeers and foxes and polar bears and, and they're puppets that they manage and they interact with the crowds and you can take pictures with them. And it's just, it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. And if there's one reason to go there, um, other than the Christmas tree, it's to see <laughs> Mary Menagerie. I have to agree. We luckily at Moonlight Magic back in July, they brought out, yeah, Matt didn't go with me. It was just me, Lincoln, and my parents. Um, Landry was technically there, but he doesn't count. And they brought out only like three of them. It was the wolf and the two little penguins. They were the cutest. I would love to see it in full um, scale. Um, not just the two little puppets coming out, but that was really cool. They were so soft. I didn't expect the, the like feet. Oh, so yeah, wait a minute. This isn't like a... This isn't like a show or a parade. This is like they just walk out amongst the crowd. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. They're mingling. They're mingling. <laughs> Claire, we saw you shaking your head when she mentioned that's like a, one of the highlights for you at the park as well. Yeah, I think that it's really special. And actually, they're often accompanied by some live musicians. Certainly, there was a there was a drummer and a violin player, and they, you know, they, they, these amazing puppeteers will dance and mingle their way through the crowds, and they stay. Often these things come out for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. I've seen them out for hours just interacting and, and they will, um, usually in Discovery Island area, but they will tramp their way. I'm thinking particularly the polar bear has two big men in it uh, tramping its way through uh, Animal Kingdom. And it's such a it's such an unexpected thing when you walk around and you see there's a penguin walking towards you and they will purposely seek out people to interact with. And I think it's it's really special. And totally unique. I've never seen anything like it in a park. That's awesome. Okay, so I was called the Merry Menagerie. I, Sue, yes, the tree. So each of the four parks, of course, has their big Christmas tree. We'll mention each one. Sue, other than the fact that it's the one you drafted in the fantasy draft and you want people to vote for it, what is it about that tree that makes you say it's the best one? You know how much fun it is looking at the tree of life and trying to find all the animals in it? Right, yeah. Same thing with the tree. It's got those unique details in it that it's it's fun to explore it, and it's it's the perfect park to have that in because it's it's kind of like an exploration. It, it's just colorful. It's it, it's just it to me. It's just it's it's ornate. You know, it, at one point they had I remembered this one. It's just like a lion head in it, but it's beautifully beautifully done. Um, it, it really is. It really is the prettiest tree. Just so it, it like fits <laughs> in theme wise as well to, to Animal Kingdom, right? Because like we said, you might not really immediately think, oh, Animal Kingdom is where I need to go to Christmas. But they've been able to blend that overall theme of the park with, you know, into their holiday decorations and stuff. Every, every park's going to blend it into their that. That's what they're an expert at. Right. One of the things I really appreciate game. about 
Animal Kingdom celebration of Christmas is that it's not necessarily the the 1940s Norman Rockwell mm. interpretation of that. It's it's drawing from a lot of different sources and and blending them into something that is very uniquely Animal Kingdom. I love Norman Rockwell 1940s Christmas, right? But this is a different experience and it's refreshing. Right. So like we've we've seen or we've heard you know, they de- they decorate some of the different areas of course according to those themes. So when you're over in Asia, it's maybe decorated a little bit more towards Diwali. And if you're over in Pandora, right, they, they kind of decorate the Pangu Pangu stand, the big the big mech suit, but just by like stringing lights on it, like whatever they could throw together that they had on some alien planet. So, you know, you're right, Sue. Those Imagineers, I know what they're doing. They're going to make everything really fit together. Uh, is there is there anything else? I know that they've got some like characters, you know, of course, in different holiday costumes. You can go over to... Dino Land, and they have a, they have a few there. And Mickey and Minnie's Adventure Outpost, I think they have like a special outfit that they wear. And even Sam is there, right? You get to spot Sam on the flotillas that kind of go around in the in the river. They decorate all of those for the holidays as well. Well, I would then follow up my short day at Animal Kingdom because we know that the hours are a little bit shorter, and head over to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And go see the gingerbread house there. Mm-hmm. Because while it's not a park celebration, right, it's in there. It's still in the area. Go to Boma for some dinner. <laughs> see how, you know, I would probably go to both um resorts, the Kadani yeah. and Jumbo House, and see how they're decorated because, you know, they're just it's such a beautiful resort. Well, that's general, one of the things so. that we definitely have to talk about as we go through these parks is the resorts that are nearby because they do go all out. Like that was one of the things that we were talking about when we mentioned the beginning, how they pull out all the stops for Christmas. When you're there for like Halloween, which is the other big holiday, you really only go to one location to celebrate Halloween. That's in magic kingdom. They might have touches here and there for other things, but literally everywhere you go during Christmas has this. So all the resorts they have, they, I think that they personally have trees that probably rival the trees that they have in the four main parks. I'm not going to talk about the one that I like the most until we get to to the end of the episode. But yeah, the Animal Kingdom Lodge is probably decorated to an extent where you, you want to just go visit. I didn't know they had a gingerbread house there. I know of the gingerbread houses, but I didn't know Animal Kingdom Lodge had one. Has anybody ever seen that, the, the Animal Kingdom Lodge gingerbread house? It's been a long time since I've been to the Animal Kingdom Lodge at Christmas time. Um, I've been to Disney a, a two or three times during that period, but I, I don't ever remember seeing the, the lot, but I do remember seeing the Christmas tree there. <laughs> mm. um, and you know what, just every resort has its own touch to it. Um, the one thing I will add and a lot of people, I had this question from some people, they do the transformation of the magic kingdom almost immediately mm. right after Halloween, because they're starting the Christmas parties so that's the first area they go to full throttle and get that transformation done. If you're interested in seeing the Christmas decorations, particularly at the resorts and, you know, the parks, they, they do transform. That's not necessarily done that first week of November. It's a general rollout over the next couple of weeks. So don't expect that if you're going to Animal Kingdom, and I know Animal Kingdom literally was one, I think, of the last resorts this year to get their Christmas decorations complete. So So we're looking more towards like the end of November, beginning of December. It's done by Thanksgiving, but go more towards the middle of, of November when everything is pretty much fully decorated. Yeah, it looks like the Animal Kingdom Lodge had their... Gingerbread zebra and giraffe finished on November 22nd, and they're only going to have it through December 31st. So that's something else when we're talking about how late the celebrations go until about January, what, 6th or 8th this year. You have to also keep that in mind. If you want to see the gingerbread houses, you have to look at when it's going to be taken down. Giraffe and zebra, Zebra. specifically (laughs) the giraffe and zebra. That's actually kind of cool that they do that. It's like a sculpture of the giraffe and of the giraffe and zebra rather than a gingerbread house. I like that. The zebra is really cute. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else about animal kingdom or do we want to move on to maybe Hollywood studios? I mean, Stuart kind of um, headed us in that direction when he 
pointed out the Norman Rockwell mm. Christmas because that's, that's I mean Hollywood that's Studios. Hollywood Studios is yeah that's that's I love Hollywood Studios I think it's overall that's one of my favorite parks if not more favorite than Magic Kingdom um, but in general or just at the holidays in general I love I love bringing in all the IP I love all the different um, feelings you get from that park but over Christmas time. It, you know, you walk down Sunset Boulevard. It's main. It's it's a wonderful life. I I mean, that's just the vibe I get. So I love that. If you don't take a picture with Gertie in her <laughs> Santa hat, have you even gone to Hollywood Studios while it's Christmas time? And I don't think you have. So so Claire, uh, I don't know if you listened to our last episode and everyone else listening as well. If you did not listen to our last two episodes, this is Sue and Stewart still trying to get votes because. <laughs> Uh, Gertie was his character picture. I listen. I agree. It's a big part of visiting Hollywood Studios. I just like that it was basically the first thing you had to talk about. It's also like on the number one list of things that we have to do when we get to Hollywood Studios when we're there. It's like a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. So they dress Gertie up for the holidays, right? They have the big Santa hat. They have like the greens with the ornament hanging out out of the mouth and everything. The way it reflects off of the punt. Listen, Stuart, I get it. I understand why it's a good picture. But I mean, it's yeah. No, not a, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's different enough. Everybody's going to take a picture or going to try to take a picture with Mickey and a Santa hat, right? Everybody's going to do that. What I something think, different. call it something it's unique. It's unique to the park. Yeah. And you don't see Gertie anywhere else. Well, maybe the Lego Gertie at ish um if you squint really close but (laughs) hollywood studios has this different vibe again than classic norman you know the the mickey's classic magic kingdom christmas is different than hollywood studios christmas so you still definitely i love the decorations at hollywood studios it gives you like Mm -hmm. that retro you still get that retro 40s 50s feel like it, it feels like some of the the signage that you see that they hang up, like those little those circular ones that hang off of the light poles that light up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that at my grandma's house. Yeah, at Christmas time, I've seen yeah. that on the wall with like the reindeer and the snowman with the red cheeks, and I'm like, that is totally. It fits the time period. It 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 fits. It's a cool vibe, like you said while while you're there. What is there anything else that uh, you know, Claire Sue, that sticks out about Hollywood Studios? decor wise or or anything that just makes you feel like hey this is pretty cool so i was really glad that Stuart talked about where gertie is because for me echo lake is the absolute place to be in hollywood studios particularly when the sun goes down and the the um ornaments the baubles on the lake are illuminated it's such an amazing vibe around there but the reason it's so great is the echo lake holiday music loop i absolutely love it and actually last year i was cooking christmas dinner i had that playing in the background just on a loop (laughs) for the whole day it's the best music it's the best background music i think in any park at christmas and that's um including disneyland paris which i love so um i think that that particular area for me is the perfect place to just sit grab a drink hang out and enjoy those retro moments and the the you know the the deer and the the strange, for me, they're slightly strange, strange characters that are around, <laughs> but I, I love them. Um, so Echo Lake area is somewhere that people tend to just breeze through and they're on their way somewhere else. Take the time to sit and enjoy because I think it really comes into its own. And then you can go down Sunset Boulevard and enjoy the projections on Tower of Terror uh, and enjoy all of that vibe as well. I love um, Hollywood Studios is not my favourite park, but at Christmas... And particularly at, at when it's nighttime, it becomes my favorite park very quickly. I love that you brought up the music because we didn't really mention music at Animal Kingdom. And I'm sure they also have like their own version of the holiday music going on in the background. But that's something that a lot of Disney people, right? The, us on the podcast and those listening, we love how Disney uses music and uses sound effects and stuff to kind of complete the picture and complete the experience of us in these different locations and even though you're mentioning the echo lake loop i can't specifically pinpoint in my mind exactly what it is i feel like i have an idea of what it is just because of the park that it's in the time of year what it looks like 
and I we do have reservations to go to Hollywood Studios, so we will be doing a couple laps around there so I can hear it. And who knows, it might be the lead-out music of the episode, so I'm going to have to go find it and see if we could do it today. I and just I- love that Disney really ties into the, all of the senses. Right. The music, the smells. It's, the taste. We'll it, talk about food later. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's not forget, Disney rolled out their new party, Jollywood Nights in Hollywood Studios. Honestly, it's gotten mixed reviews depending on who you talk to. But, you know, you have to remember, it's still Disney. They're going to give you some rare things that only happen during that party. They've got a special show that goes on in Theater of the Stars. Uh, They've got some, from what I understand, some very rare character appearances (laughs) um, that occur during the party. Special snacks, special drinks, and... Although, from what I understand, and unfortunately, I have not had the chance to experience it this year, um, and it does not look like I will. Um, you know, it came out to a little bit of a rough start, but Disney quickly realized what happened and they made some corrections to that. So uh, the reviews I've gotten lately have been really good on it, but I think it'll come back. Um, I think it'll probably be even better next year. <laughs> well, like you said, well, that's important. It is the first year. Right. So they they have to you, we have to give them time to make sure that they perfect it. Nothing comes out perfect. And like you said, the fir- the people who went on the first night or two, that's where I even saw a lot more of the well, there's not really much. It's not great. And then they responded by saying, OK, what can we do now to fix it? I think that's where they, these characters, they brought out more character meet and greets. They said we can we can do that easily. And I'm sure, like you said, if it comes back next year, it, it's probably going to be bigger and better. I think what a lot of people are probably doing is they're comparing it to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which you can't do because I, I and and the, the debate is, well, it's the same price and whatever. Okay, I understand. It's a different park. It's a different feel. It's a different experience that they're trying to give you. So we have not been to it. I would love to go to it. I feel like it might not be the best. Like if it was just me and Crystal going, then I would probably have tickets i I don't know if it'd be the best for lincoln and landry to have to pay for like lincoln who's six years old who's not going to really get to enjoy most of what's going on but i I, hey listen if they're gonna give you more christmas parties you can't complain about what they're getting it's a christmas party it's another event that you get to go enjoy i was gonna say i was really lucky i went to jollywood nights um just a few nights ago and i think i probably had quite a different experience to the people who went the first night um it was it was great for me it was um there is obviously learning that will come from it and i think it will come back next year and it will be bigger and better i was super excited to meet and greet phineas and ferb that was the first thing i did that was like number one on my list uh followed by rescue rangers uh and power line wait 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 wait. rescue Rescue right. Rangers are there, not Chippendale. Yeah, yeah. Rescue Rangers. Chippendale oh. in their rescue. Sold. <laughs> Is it sold out yet? Because uh, we might be rethinking our trip now. That's like, cool. We had, a, we had my, my friend and I had like a list of priorities, and Phineas and Ferb were number one all the time. Um, like, the Twilight Soiree down in the courtyard at uh, Tower of Terror was absolutely outstanding. I mean, that was made for that space and they should totally think about how they could incorporate that in different ways because it was unbelievable the band that were playing the girl who was singing it were just they were so great and the whole atmosphere around there that you know they had some dry ice and it was all very spooky but it was beautifully themed to the you know, cool. the 20s the show was great i i think it was Again, I think there's probably some learning from that but i think from a big show i mean it was like it was a long show it was like 30 minutes which i didn't expect and I think the whole park was really well organized in terms of people moving between different areas. So I think we had we had some great meet and greets. Frozone, Edamode, just walking. They were standing around with nobody. Um, there were DJs around the park as well. Mm. But that I think there was so there was so much flow of guest traffic that perhaps that wasn't really capitalized on. I think there's probably some opportunity to bring things slightly closer together. I know that the area where they had the Cuban and the the, the salsa um, By the commissary, and, right? Right. If they brought that closer to the um, the theatre, so the upper other end of the street, I mm. think that would have got more traffic and more excitement around it because it was right at the far end by Bayside Tap House, which is never a bad thing. 
but okay. it, it was perhaps um, a little quieter than I think that type of event needs a, a bit more uh, excitement around it. But, you know, the only thing we didn't do was the Nightmare Before Christmas show. We didn't quite get to that. We got everything else done. So oh, I didn't know there was a show. Yeah, so they replaced the Frozen sing-along with a Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along. I've heard amazing things about it, but we, you know, you have to prioritize these things and go in with a strategy. Uh, Do they they have a nighttime fireworks show? Did they do Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam during That's what they did, yeah. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam at 12.30, yeah. Wow. Because And that's the only, right? Again, we haven't been there. They're only doing Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam during the Jollywood nights, right? It's not like you could just go, right? Yes, yeah, so I see Sue shaking her head. Right. That, that's that's accurate. So, I mean, ha- that alone. The is- Tower of Terror. The, yeah. house, the, 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 the holiday lights on Tower of Terror are there regardless. But the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam is, resol- is only reserved for the party. You said it 10 times fast. <laughs> I feel so sorry for Claire. Hopefully, since she couldn't go see the Nightmare Before Christmas sing along, hopefully she maybe went to the very Merry Christmas party and got to meet Sandy Claus, which is an incredible <laughs> character photo stop. Claire, that- if you can't tell, this is another vote grab. <laughs> I feel like I'm being set up here. <laughs> Bring it to her attention. She could That's have funny. once in a lifetime picture. <laughs> so now the other thing that we have we haven't mentioned uh, about Hollywood Studios yet is over on Sunset Boulevard where they do the the projections on the Tower of Tower. It also snopes there, correct? It does. It does. Yeah. Right. So that's a big a big thing because that's one of my f- absolute favorite parts of going to the very merry christmas party is because it snopes on main street and again that's still my favorite place to sit in the snope but i know i, I know Stuart and sue it's i know you also, both have hey, yes hold on that's also a vote grab sir <laughs> but you didn't vote but it's still a vote grab <laughs> but over on sunset boulevard having that snope sitting there watching that that's just a totally different experience as well like i don't think you feel any more Christmas than the fact that it, or the the Christmas magic than that Disney can make it snow in Florida, which is awesome because to me, we, you know, we're from the northern U.S. It snows here, Sue. Sorry, we are used to snow at this time of year, and the snope is just awesome. I love. I'm very excited for Lincoln and Landry to be sitting in the snow to experience the snow isn't the snow so cool because it's snowing but you're not like freezing shoveling yeah or shoveling yeah Yeah. and it goes away for me it's the freezing thing although the temperatures are starting to drop down there so i'm hoping it's cool i mean okay they're starting to be like 55 (laughs) right now it is you know whatever i'm in shorts today so yeah, me too. I'm in furry but... socks. <laughs> and I will walk outside in shorts today. <laughs> I go outside and I shovel snow in shorts and she yells at me. I don't mind the cold. I love it. So that to me is part of the holidays. But let's get back to the holidays because you're derailing the conversation. <laughs> so, yes, Jollywood Nights, any any day that you're there, you get to enjoy the decorations. You definitely have to go over to, to Echo Lake, Sunset Boulevard. Check out the projections. Find I, I'm sure they have. Oh, yeah, there is one thing we didn't talk about at Hollywood Studios. It's one of the only spots where you can go to a dinner or a lunch or something with the the Fab Five in their holiday costumes. Correct. Hollywood. At, uh, Hollywood and Vinny's Holiday Dine at Hollywood and Vine. Uh, it's the buffet. Usually, it is inhabited by the creatures of Disney Junior. That's just breakfast. Scary still. That's when we go and there's screaming children everywhere. And I don't even know who they are. And they're coming up to us. And (laughs) there's like vampires and there's doctors and all this stuff. But during the holidays, it's the Fab Five, right? Is it all five of them? Is it Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Goofy? Donald, Goofy. I I don't think. Yeah. Is Pluto there? Daisy's there. Daisy's there? Pluto isn't always there. Okay. But they're in their holiday, like that's where you see Santa Goofy and you get to see them in their holiday. Uh, yeah, he's all dressed up. Mickey looks really cute. Uh, I don't know if he's in his little green Christmas sweater, but he looks 
really cute. Santa's goofy. Donald. I'm trying to remember what Donald's dressed like. I'll have to. I'll have to look that one up. But th- those four definitely. I, Pluto. I don't ever remember seeing Pluto there. Okay. Uh, I, I think that fifth character rotates depending on the season. Okay. That's a good point. Uh, that like it does problem. rotate. So it's seasonal. At spring, they're dressed in springy outfits, and. Uh, in the summer, well, at the beginning of summer in August, they moved to their Halloween outfits. I'm, I don't remember what it is between. Are they just in their regular clothes between? They're just in regular clothes. Okay. Uh, so, depending on, they'll just be dressed, you know, relaxed. Hollywood attire. But I do love that about that restaurant. It's not always my favorite meal. But I do love that we could take the boys, get some of those um, sought after pictures, especially Santa Goofy. That's always at the top of my list when we go at Christmas time. So I'm seeing. It's actually, you know, I think it changes. I know Mickey, Minnie and Goofy are always there. I see Donald. Donald, I'm seeing Daisy, but I do see like Pluto with like reindeer uh, antlers on. So it must rotate that that last one. But that is another spot. That you can go enjoy a little holiday festivity because we're not really talking about food. And it's my favorite topic. And we have to talk about food. Claire, real quick. You went to, to Jollywood Nights. Was there mm-hmm. a standout maybe beverage or a special treat that yes. like, if we go? Okay, what what do we got? The the Tinsel Teeny, which is a martini down in the Joffrey stand in the uh, Tower of Terra Courtyard. Sold. It is outstanding. Cold brew, uh, Kahlua, vodka. Um, topped with a little whipped cream. Um, unbelievably good. Yeah. That just made my list. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to get tickets. So Sue, we need we tickets. Be. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Anything else about Hollywood Studios or are we moving over to Epcot? I think before we move to Epcot, we should talk about Boardwalk and uh-huh. Yacht. does Yacht Club have a gingerbread house or just the Beach Club? No, I think they are. It has a it has a gingerbread display. I don't know if it's a. a I right, think. Yeah, I think it has a gingerbread display, but I don't think it's a house per se. Beach Club has the, the carousel. 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 Does Boardwalk have a, a gingerbread house? It does. I was there. It has the very. It's amazing, actually. It has a beautiful tree, and next to it, it has a gingerbread small boardwalk bakery. Which, <laughs> when you. It has uh, the window. It has Mickey, a tiny little Mickey and Minnie in the kitchen baking oh, gingerbread wow. cookies and all sorts of amazing Christmas treats. I mean, it's so detailed when you look through. I was like 10 minutes just looking in this tiny little window. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. The trees outside are all piped. It's exquisite. I, it was a surprise. I didn't know that they did that. But um, actually, Boardwalk uh, Resort at Christmas was a, was a real surprise for me. I really loved it. What was that? What was that like? So they have a tree in the lobby. They have the gingerbread display. Yeah, and Is then there they... anything special on the boardwalk itself? Um, I'm trying to think. No, they've got a really lovely tree outside. You know, on that gr- grass Disney grass area uh, <laughs> <laughs> outside, which is lovely. Um, but then it is decorated around the outside as well. So, um, yeah, awesome, really nice. I've seen pictures of it, and I really it's. I want to experience it in person, and I feel like it's going to bump to the top of my list of resorts to visit. Yeah, at Christmas time, all the pictures I've seen are beautiful, and just what you're describing and saying, I really would love to see this in person. I mean, the other resort over there is the Riviera, right on the Skyliner, uh, brings you towards that direction. Uh, I have we've never stayed at the Riviera. We've stopped in before. We eat, of course, eating at Topolino's. Uh, but I, I could imagine them decorating that place pretty nicely as well for uh, for the holidays. Sue, have you been there before, Riviera, for holidays or in general? There at Christmas time. I've, I've okay. seen Boardwalk. I've seen Yacht Club. I've seen Beach Club. Um, and you know what? That's just if you're looking for some time just to spend some time, if you have some downtime. That's, the, that's a beautiful section of resorts and area to walk through. I mean, you know, I thought I went back and looked at some pictures. Yacht Club has a train display is what oh, they've had okay. with all of the holiday decor and gingerbread and all that. Um, but but if you have time, that's definitely three resorts to hit. And she probably Claire probably loved the, the boardwalk just went through a big renovation. Um, so the rooms there 
there I got to tour them back in October and the the rooms are adorable. <laughs> so if you haven't stayed there, definitely consider it because it usually comes in at a really good price compared to the others and you can usually get some good promotional uh, rates there as well. Well, one of the things that I do definitely love about that area is how close it is to Hollywood Studios, but especially how close it is to Epcot and you get to use your little the little secret international gateway entrance in the back and avoid the front and you walk right into World Showcase. So I definitely love that. So I think we're in the prime location to start talking about Epcot. Well, Ohana, while we did originally intend for this to be a single episode, we just had so much to talk about that we ended up chatting for almost two hours. So instead of cramming it into a single episode, we've decided to split it in two. So that's going to wrap up part one of our Christmas at Walt Disney World episode. We had a blast as always and want to thank our guests, Sue, Claire, and Stuart for joining us to share their Disney story. And we want to thank all of you for tuning in as well. Be sure to hit that follow button to catch part two of the episode next week and to stay up to date on all of our latest episodes as they come out. We also want to invite you onto the podcast to share your Disney story. Feel free to reach out to us either through our website, MarriedToADisneyAttic.com, or on our social pages over on Facebook and Instagram by searching at MarriedToADisneyAttic to become part of the Ohana. Thanks again for joining us this week, and as always, see you real soon. For toasting and caroling out in the snow There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas's long, long